welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm Matt Benson, your resident Spielberg apatheticist. With me, as always, is Justin Kizan, the resident Spielberg fanatic. Yeah. Yeah. We we did not find a playable copy of uh, Steven Spielberg's director's chair, <clears throat> if, unfortunately. If, um, unfortunately. And if if you feel one you want that as a bonus app, let us know. Because I could just we can make a bonus app of just for ten minutes, and I can explain to Matt how I played the game. I'm gonna find a way, <laughs> just like life. I will find a way. And mark my words, before we do our last episode, we will mm-hmm. have an episode about Steven Spielberg's director's chair. That'll be so fascinating to me because I did play on that game a lot. Was that I, was that FMV? Yeah. Okay. So good luck, Got Matt. Yeah. Godspeed. I have no idea how you'll find it. But well, you can buy physical copies on mm-hmm. Amazon. How much? For like ten bucks. It's not too bad. But the trouble is finding a computer that will play it. Yeah, that would be the. <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> that would be the issue. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, until that day, that magical day. Yeah. Or if you have a copy and want to give it to Matt. Yeah, well, a copy <laughs> or that I can play. A, pl- a playable, playable copy. Playable copy is the big operating word. All right, Matt. Um, so today we watched the Lost World. Colon, Colon, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Is there any other sequel you can think of that is titled that way? Subtitle I've, first. I've never heard of a sequel subtitled first. Yeah. Hold on. Maybe memory is collapsing. Judgment into- Day, Colon, Terminator 2? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's going to hit me. The Temple of Doom with Indiana Jones. <laughs> See, doesn't it just sound The Empire wrong? Strikes Back, a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, The Empire Strikes Back, a Star Wars story. Yeah, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. Um, it's this weird thing, right? I can imagine... <laughs> the, 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 the classic venue must be where pet chase. It just, <laughs> just happens. I think it's, it's this weird thing because I almost imagine the idea that like they wanted to try to promote the book, mm-hmm. but then not make people wonder if it's a Jurassic this Park was a new. This was a new book? Yeah. At the time? At the time. Well, there's a weird, interesting, there's a weird history on the Far book. Yeah. Well, well, all right. Basically, all right. So, uh, it's been said that Crichton's fans were... Pressuring him mm-hmm. for a Jurassic Park sequel, yeah. and Crichton really wasn't really into doing sequels. He, he's never done a sequel to his books. Yeah. Um, Spielberg was pushing him to doing a sequel because he had such a great time. Blah blah blah. Yeah, sure. So, um, this is one of those interesting situations where, concurrently, while the, they were figuring out the movie, Crichton was figuring out the book. Oh, I see. And Crichton titled it the Lost World, uh, which I'm sure is uh, homage to. Uh, King Kong? Sure. Elements of it? Sure. Gonna, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> someone's going to get a bitchy about that. But definitely, uh, that was going on. They were trying to coincide with the same concepts. Uh, in the end, Spielberg and screener David Cope did their own thing, but took like two things. Yeah. Like the separate island and uh, I forgot the name of something. I forgot the other thing. But they, they literally took two elements huh. from Crichton's book. Do you uh, remember the name of the island they're on in this film? Elsa... Lancaster, aka the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> Ilsa Sir. Here's my promise to the Bedview and Spielberg listener: mm-hmm. as long as I live, I will never remember the names of the two islands in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Ilsa, is, Ilsa, Ilsa, Ilsa Sorda. It's already out of my head. It's fine. It's that's something fine. that I, I, <laughs> you know, a lot of the, the Jurassic Park fans have an easy time remembering those. Though it, it's just it's like it's the Teflon those words they just they do not stay in my <laughs> noggin. Oh man! When was the last time you saw this film? Oh my god! Prior to watching it for the podcast. Whew. Actually, great question. Yeah. I legitimately don't remember. 
I don't remember this, the last time I actually sat through from beginning to end. Sure. Did, uh, what was your opinion of it before watching it for the podcast? Uh, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Here we go. 1997. Sure. 13, back. 13 years old. Yeah. Um, becoming a, a more cognizant teenager of film taste. Yeah. Uh, but oh man, a sequel to Jurassic Park was coming. Yeah. Four years. Waited four years. Looking forward to it. I remember what theater I went to see it too. Edward Cinemas wow. in Town Center. My brother oh, the took Town Center, the old LBTC. Mm-hmm. Nice. My brother took me, my my cousin who was visiting from the Philippines. Wow. So this is he came to America to see. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was visiting, but he while here we're like, oh, we're taking to watch Lost World. Yeah. So stoked. Yeah. So stoked. <laughs> oh man, you are a C. You're. You already see how this is going to play out. Yeah. I walked out, and in the year of 1997, 1998, this is the two years of my beginning of developing a taste. Sure. And, and, and a standard. <laughs> and when I walked out of Lost World, 13-year-old me went, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother was shocked, because he's yeah. the film guy, too. Like, he, he he's the one who, like, taught me uh, about old film and cinema, and he was going to film school at the time, so... But he knew that I liked goofy shit. Yeah. And so he knew I liked kiddie stuff too, and he knew I was an easy kid yeah. to walk, to enjoy, but to enjoy the movies. But when I walked out, I went, I don't like it. He looked at me and went, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? I don't know, but I just know I don't like it. And he's like, pats me on the shoulder. I didn't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin did. He loved it, whatever. Yeah. I, I already knew him, like, I hated that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, how about you? Well, I'll tell you, this was, uh, I was, in 1997, I would have been six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't re- I don't recall, I have a vague memory of wanting to see this film, and uh, my parents wouldn't let me because I was too young. Right. Despite the fact that I had seen and was a big fan of the first film. I remember that was very frustrating for me. <laughs> but they eventually caved and let me watch it. I, I don't think it was as, as long as protracted as my attempt would do about it. <laughs> and, but uh, stand, a continuing, uh, uh, continuing tradition in your past. Yeah, himself, let me see the first one. And then, nope, can't see the sequel. <laughs> uh, my dad can possibly hear this right now. Maybe he has some... <laughs> we might actually maybe later. get an answer of, on why, yeah. why this was the way it was. Um... So I saw it, and I loved it as a kid. Right. To me, as, as I was, you know, six, no difference to me. They were both just great, cool movies with dinosaurs. Right. There. Absolutely. Uh, and then I, I watched it even somewhat recently uh, I, when Jurassic World came out. I, mm. I rewatched all the Jurassic Parks. Mm-hmm. And uh, even then I remember thinking, like, oh, this is, like, definitely not as good as the first one. <laughs> but, it's, you know, it's underrated. It's got its moments. It's got its charms. Sure. And then I, I started doing this podcast, which I think has destroyed... My ability to put up with bad Spielberg. Because let me tell you, when I watched it this time for the podcast, good, good golly, Miss Molly, did I hate this movie. <laughs> now, mind you, Jurassic World, that, that was what, a year? That was July 2015, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched it then and was, like, mostly okay with it. Like, right. didn't think it was great, but thought it had moments. Yeah. In the, in the time since then, because of this podcast, I've become so entrenched in the bad parts of Spielberg yeah, yeah. that I, I I couldn't stand this thing. Yeah. I really hated it, Justin. It yeah. made me sad. Oh, man. Can, can, I, we... can I bring to your attention a quote Please. from Steven Spielberg? Please, by all means. This was, let me figure out the source of this. This is from uh, Steven Spielberg, a biography by Joseph mm. McBride, mm-hmm. published in 2011. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Spielberg confessed that... So this is actually from Wikipedia. Wikipedia is citing that biography. <laughs> so in, in case you thought I read a book for a second. I, I did not. Uh, Spielberg confessed that during the production, he became increasingly disenchanted with the film, admitting... And here's the quote. So this mm-hmm. is Spielberg actually did say this. I beat myself up, growing more and more impatient with myself. It made me wistful about doing a uh, talking picture because sometimes I got the feeling I was just making a big, silent, roar movie. I found myself saying, is this all there is? It's not enough for me. <laughs> and I'll tell you, that that malaise, that fatigue... It shows. Yeah, it does. It because, shows. Because Big time. Uh, almost 20 years since I've seen the film. Because mm-hmm. in 1997. Yeah. I still hate this movie. <laughs> it's not good. It's not a good movie. I it's still, not what you would call a good movie. It is... Amazing how not good it it is. Yeah, like I'm actually shocked. I thought maybe I was gonna soften on it. Maybe mm-hmm. I was like I was a little rough as a kid. And maybe I wasn't really, you know, whatever. But I was watching it last night, and it was so hard yeah. for me to keep just to be into it. There's yeah. so many problems with Lost World. Yeah, and I don't even. Where do you want to begin? Because clearly. We're clearly on the same page on this one. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, my notes really fell apart on this one. I kind of started taking notes in classic fa- fashion, mm-hmm. and then it really, um, it really kind of went to hell. Um, here, I mean, at this point, this note is just a reference to a podcast. I like just a little bit of a fun escape. Um, uh, you know what? I do see one note that I liked here. Mm-hmm. There's one. There's one very minor moment that I do enjoy. Sure. When she's trying to fix up the baby dino. Mm-hmm. When Juliet Moore is trying to fix the baby dino and she needs something sticky. Yeah. And she holds out her hand yeah. and she says, spit. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn just spits in her hand. <laughs> and she's like, ew, no, You're gum. gum. <laughs> it's a good... That's pep- a good little goof. Pepper, pep- yeah, that's a great little goof. Peppered in throughout the moment movie is a little bit of... Do you think that was a... Because this was, this was Vince Vaughn at the height of his power. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was a Vince Vaughn ad-lib? I part me almost feels it. Yeah. Because this is when he was good. Yeah. Can I... I want to throw a theory at you. Okay. Um, a part of me feels like Spielberg cast not by actor of... That feels right for the role. He cast by actors he liked. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, I like that moment. He's a real weird choice for this movie. <laughs> I, As a kid, I knew I liked Vince Vaughn's character. I didn't see Swingers at the time. Sure. But I knew of him. I heard, I've heard of, because I was a beginning film nerd, I was already heard of Swingers. So yeah. I liked Vince Vaughn in this movie. But I have, but there's something weird about it where I go, as I'm watching it, I'm like, what's his character? He's kind of all over the place. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the beginning of Vince Vaughn's career where he didn't, Latch onto what is the Vince Vaughn shtick. Yeah. But then what is Nick, the photographer slash anarchist social slash, yeah. thing? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, and can, okay, so this is something I've struggled with this movie, mm-hmm. even when I still kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I've seen this movie a great many times because I watched it a lot as a kid when yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And then I watched it a year ago and then I watched it again now. All this time, I cannot fucking figure out what Engen wants to do in this movie. <laughs> I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what Vince Mont mean was when he said they sent a backup plan. Me. I don't know yeah, what yeah. he's trying to apply there. Like, that's... I don't know what I don't know what anyone wants. The only character who I know wants to do is Jeff Goldblum, and that's because he's doing the exact same thing he was doing in the first movie. Yeah. Except here's the case where I almost feel like it's it's Ian Malcolm because since Ian Malcolm got the 
have to be sidelined. Yeah. For most of the first movie. Yeah. It's almost if it's overdrive of yeah. Ian Malcolm in the middle of all this. But also, you he he, he kind of forgets what makes Ian Malcolm fun, which is that he's not yeah. really a creep in this movie. Yeah, and I think there. Okay, let me let me let's just let me just jump to this. Yeah. The issue of Ian Malcolm in this movie, yeah. and something even as a kid, I realized, wait, something's wrong, and yeah. I couldn't quite figure out what it was, and it hits me. It's kind of like whenever you watch a TNG movie, a Star yeah. Trek Next Generation movie, oh. and you realize that the, it's someone. I I think Plinkett in one of his reviews said this, and the Red Letter Media guy. Yeah. And I think it's a good point. You, ch- Captain Kirk is an action first captain. Yes. Captain Picard is not. Yeah. But they kept trying to make him one because yeah. it's a movie. Ian Malcolm is not an action first guy. Yeah. And it don't and it, it doesn't make sense for him to be one. Yeah. Even with the motivation of I got to get my girlfriend out of there, it feels off. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. All the things that make uh, Malcolm likable and fun and very. Jeff Goldblum. And not just likable, not... like, because there are parts in the first one where he kind of crosses the line, it's like, right. I do not like this character, no, but sure. he is fun to watch. But he's fun to watch. Yeah, anything that makes Ian Malcolm interesting yeah. is not here. And yeah. I'm looking at this going, who is this guy? Yeah. It's not really Jeff Goldblum, Ian Malcolm. And even no. then, it's it's not good Jeff being as Jeff Goldblum as he could be. Yeah. So it's trying to make him the straight man hero type, which doesn't work. Not and it all. feels weird. And I knew that as a kid that felt off. Side note, when Hammond hires him, yeah. or is trying to hire him, he's like, oh, I figured you'd do it. I go, why do you want a chaos theorist? Well, I don't know what Hammond wants in this movie. Right, but it's like, I, I, <laughs> it but makes I, as much sense as anything in well, this movie. I kind of, up until when things went to crap, when the, the rest of the InGen people show up. Yeah. Like, I kind of sort of got, to a certain degree, the specialty of each member of the team, except for Ian. It's like, why? Like, I, side of you wanting to maybe, as a goof, shove him back on the island again. But yeah. I honestly, like, it would make more sense if you try to get Alan or, uh, or Ellie, right? Because they're both action-y type characters, oh, but... Man. I don't know. <laughs> right, no, but that's, what, that's the thing. It it's makes no sense. Like, why, why, why in? And then I'm sat there with, that makes, wait, what? It, it didn't hit me until this morning when I was thinking about the film. Like, that makes, what? Why in? Outside of... Would it be delightful if I shoved him back on the island of dinosaurs? Was that your John Hammond? That was my shitty John Hammond. Yes. Oh, just. <laughs> I'm really tired. You know I love you. You know you know you're a good friend of mine. Oh, don't don't worry. That was that was that was terrible. That I was know. lucky. The lucky charms leprechaun. <laughs> that was not John Hammond. <laughs> I've never actually had to deal with doing a John Hammond impersonation, so forgive me on that shittiness. Um, um, and they of course sat along with a shitty kid because there's nothing Jurassic Park loves more than shitty kids. You know. Okay, so I want to bring something up about that. Um, I feel like I didn't speak up enough about my, on, the, on my feelings of the kids in Jurassic Park. Sure. Um, you, were, you were going on a, quite a rant. And I, I hated s- them so much. I know you did. And I'm going to say right now, I really, I, I, I overall like them. I hate this kid. <laughs> Here's a, I don't know who I hate more. They're, they're both there. I, well, I the really thing, hate this kid. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I think I hate the kids in Jurassic Park one more. Only because, mm-hmm. I, in a weird way, I, I feel bad for this kid. And that I feel like... She's an she's an ally in that we've both been wronged by the film. I, for me, because they, uh-huh. so she they introduce her at the start, and then it is like halfway through the movie they kind of forget she was there. Yeah, and they're just like, oh shit, uh, hey, she does the gymnastics thing. Like she was that was her thing earlier, so she does that to kick yeah. the Velociraptor to yeah. save the day. And it's it's I I, it's, I blame the movie more than I blame her. I here's the thing with Whereas her. Whereas I blame the kids in the first one. Here's the thing with her. I she is literally introduced with an info dump of information. Yeah. And it is terrible. Yeah. It is 
awful. Oh, all this crap. And yeah, I would argue that the gymnastics thing was a tack on to the beginning because of what you said. It's like, oh crap, we have the kid. Yeah. What does she do? What did, why, why, why is she still in this movie? What if she does like some sort of gymnastics thing? Well, we have to set that up in the beginning. Okay, well, one Just line. Throw that in the info dump. Yeah, <laughs> that part of the. <laughs> we already got a, We already got like a paragraph, three paragraphs worth of info dumping on this kid. Yeah, it's terrible. It is an awful introduction. Yeah, I've never seen an introduction in a Spielberg movie done so poorly. Yeah, this is also a movie where just think of things done poorly like my notes mm -hmm. it's a movie that like ex explains it goes out of its way to explain so much yeah and yet not still nothing makes sense still nothing like, makes sense yeah it goes out of the way to say like oh there was a cover-up so the world doesn't know about jurassic park mm -hmm. like like only crazy people on the subway believe ian malcolm when he says this happened right uh and then there's like a weird scene where they try to explain why the lysine contingency which was like a weird kind of throwaway thing that barely mattered in the first one. Yeah. It was like supposed to be, I think we talked about that in the yeah. last episode. Then they have like a whole scene explaining like, oh, they, the dinosaurs get lysine from the plants they're eating and mm -hmm. that's how they adapted. It's just, it, it, it's it's bogged down by so many details. Yeah. And and yet, it feels completely incoherent. Yeah. It's it's strangely incoherent. Yeah. Um. I think a lot. Of, one of my incoherent uh, incoherent elements. Why I feel it's so incoherent is that it's just it's not dedicated to being any premise. Yeah. And I think it, it wants to be three movies, and it in one movie it didn't even want to dedicate to being that movie. Yeah. No longer than two sentences. Yeah. That movie is the Hammond hires a bunch of people to go on site B. Yeah. To observe the dinosaurs. That's one movie that lasted. Why? Why? To basic, I guess, to see how well they're doing. No, why did it want to be that movie? Oh, no, Because no, what? There's clearly so little. But, that is abandoned but, so quickly. But that's the problem, right? Because yeah. it's not. That's not an idea enough for a film. So then, a movie, a, the other movie came into play. Isn't that also what Jurassic Park three is? Yes. No, no. Jurassic Park three. Here, let me explain something. Actually, no. Jurassic Park three is this movie. A search and rescue it is, movie. Because it's just, they gotta rescue the kid. No, no, but that's, that's and, what I'm saying. But, movie one is. Uh, okay, movie one, the, the okay, of the three movies they try to do, and the first movie is literally lasts for two seconds. I'm bringing a research team to observe the island. That's it. I'm not doing anything else. Movie two is a rescue movie. Movie three is a hunter movie. <laughs> movie one nice. lasted and is barely a blip as a movie. Let's be fair, as a movie idea, it's not a good one. Movie two. <laughs> is a decent idea, which they decided to try again with, with, three. Three, with three. Movie three is an interesting idea that needed to be baked a little longer, or proofed longer, before it really kind of developed. Yeah, yeah. And then, see, here's the problem. It's all of those things, and then none of those things yeah. at the same exact fucking time. Oh, God, I hate this. I, <laughs> let me, can I, well, okay, what do you got? What do you got? Well, I, I, can I just run through some dumb things that are in here? Go for it. Um, they go, they're on their way to the island, and for some reason, they, they, like, the island is, like, Injun knows about the island, John Hammond knows about that, he's on the island, it's still, they still try to do that weird thing where they need the mysterious local to talk <laughs> about the evil legends about the yeah. island, yeah. and he says, Cinco Muertas, and that's a moment where, like, I didn't take Spanish in high school, mm -hmm. I didn't take any Spanish, Cinco Muertas, I can figure out, <laughs> that's basic enough that I, that I know five, and I know death, yeah. that's very easy, and yet they start the moment where it's, where, like, everyone is, like, what does that mean? And Dave was like, it means the five deaths. <laughs> it reminded me of, have you seen MacGruber? Yes. It's a great film. Yes, it is. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes in MacGruber is they're, they're all just kind of buddying around. 
And MacGruber says, <laughs> you loco, man. And then only for that one line, subtitles pop up that says, you're crazy, man. <laughs> this is kind of like that, but it's like for real. Yeah, <laughs> they they yeah. actually thought we would, that we would be confused. <laughs> There's a moment where uh, Pete Possible, when he shows up first, he's, I mean, he's a good actor. At least I like Pete Possible's way. Always yeah. like Pete Possible's way. He's uh, like an evil, it's like an evil fucking, what's his face in the first movie? Um, oh, he's like an evil version of a um, clever girl. Yeah. <laughs> um... But then, even that, it, it's weirdly half committed as to whether he's evil or not. Because yep. even by the end, it's like it's like actually he's kind of alright. Yeah, he's just a weird game hunter. Uh, that's yeah, the I thing. agree. Take a stance, the Lost World. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you? Because it's this weird thing where like just it's seemingly at the flip of a coin. Mm-hmm. The the perspective of the movie seems to be that this big game hunting is just some dumb macho bullshit that we it should is evil yeah and then the other half the time it's like no this is a noble hunter doing his <laughs> thing and if they would just listen to him yeah they, they would be fine it's like yeah. uh, get it together no no exactly but um, there's a moment i want to get this moment because it's real dumb do it <laughs> he said there he's in the hunt and he's like shoot the, shoot the one with the red pompadour and he can't quite hear him and he says elvis and then you see the dinosaur and it looks nothing like a pompadour. Right. Never in a million years would you think that was a pompadour. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a question of, like, maybe the people who did the CGI had never seen a pompadour and didn't know what it was. <laughs> but it's just, like, on a basic level, there's just so many things that just don't make sense in this movie. It, 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 it was like no one was... It was like Steven Spielberg wasn't there. Yeah. It was like this movie didn't have a director. Right. Which is... Which is let's be fair. As we found out about that that said that, that quote earlier, yeah, it didn't. He was checked out. And here's the crazy thing: I've never heard of the idea. I've never heard Spielberg ever admitting to checking out. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. And you've heard of movies, even great directors, talk about a movie that they went, "All right, that one got away from me." Yeah. That I, don't, I made mistakes here. I've never heard of a director admit to going. I honestly realized I didn't want to make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the crazy part. When I was looking at the same Wikipedia page, finding out that originally Joe Johnston was trying to vie for the job. Oh. Uh, then Who, he, ended, he eventually got three. Yeah. He eventually got three. But um, but apparently, like, Stephen realized, like, oh, you know what? No, 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 I can do this one. It's basically what it came off as. Oh, no, 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 no. I got this. I can get this. And then realizing that he's not interested. And yeah. you can see it. I'm, it's so crazy to, like, after reading that quote and thinking about the movie, that makes, that makes the movie make, make sense in that regard. Yeah. In that, oh, yeah, this is a movie made by a guy who kind of didn't really want to make the movie. Yeah. And so it's just sort of there. Um, I just discovered my last note, mm-hmm. which just in a moment of frustration, I, I wrote, what a goddamn waste of my time <laughs> and everybody's. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. I, I kind of echoed a little bit. Uh, I'm going to echo a little bit when you told me about the BFG and how mad you were at me, at the movie theater. Yeah. One moment as I'm watching, and I, what's the fucking name? Uh, da, 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 Mark Rylance? Peter Ludlow, Hammond's Rylance. stupid, awful, cliched nephew. Oh, was his nephew? Was that his nephew? Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, I hate, side note. I hate this character trope. 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 You just mean nephews in general? This kind of character. In general? This kind of character of the uh, greedy, you know, I don't believe in this type of, this kind of character. Oh, like, yeah. It's I fucking boring. hate it. It bores me. And he's so obviously going to get it, it's not even fun anymore. Yeah. Um. Anyway, before I go into that little rant... um. Oh, fuck it, I think that was it. I just hate that character. I think it was my one rant. I got nothing else outside of that. Um, Do you like the trailer moment with the cliff? It's fine. 
Here's what I wrote down about it. This is the longest sequence ever. <laughs> That's the one that I remember being like kind of fun. But as you're watching it, it goes on. Like, think of that scene. And, and I know we both ended up coming up kind of like vaguely neutral, slightly positive on Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. But really, like, think of that scene versus the scene where Grant is rescuing uh, Tammy from the tree. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The trailer scene in this movie is like easily three times as long well it's it's and a, you can it feels it it's hilarious because it's ever it's everything it's all it's a sequel itis it's a scene that accompanies it really embodies sequel itis yeah it's a bigger thing that's fun yeah it's more than one people yeah it's a bigger situation it's two t-rexes yeah it oh is literally <laughs> it is literally, i forgot until right now and i watched the film yesterday yeah. that there were two t-rexes it that is scene. literally the tree scene yeah but bigger in every bad sequel and way so possible. so much longer. And so and much longer. Out. Can I point out, one of the other weird things about the movie is, is outside of the good gag we talked about, Yeah, the movie's humor is weird. And there's one in this sequence that I flat out rejected. Okay, tell me what it was. The Eddie, the, 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 you know, the guy with the trank gun and the other car, comes in and gets stable. Oh, you sure? Throws a rope. Basically, I was like, is there anything else you guys need? Uh, three Big Macs. And uh, can, you get my, can I have mine oh, without yeah. the onion? I'll have an apple pie. Whoa. I think I entered a fugue state when that joke happened. Because now that you say that, I remember that it's in the film. Yeah. I straight up somehow, I was looking directly <laughs> at the screen and didn't hear it this time. That's amazing. It. That's a power. Um, <laughs> it's so, it's a, it's a joke that's flat. It doesn't yeah. fit the tone. It doesn't fit the scene. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit Ian. It doesn't fit any of those other two characters. Yeah. It's such a weird joke. And I don't. I don't have the quotes or anything to support this. But the performance in this movie, just down the line, I really got the feeling that no one was psyched to be there. Yeah, like, it's like everyone seems checked out. I almost argue that they might have at one point, and then midway through production, they all realize that it's a movie that isn't gonna really connect. Yeah, sure. Like that's, that's. I mean, that's why I wrote down this note. What, what a waste! Of, what yeah. a goddamn waste of my time. So, and everybody's because I can imagine. Like, picture you're Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah. You're coming off Swingers, which yeah. is like this indie darling. Like you're 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 hot. You're now, mm -hmm. and guess what? You're gonna be in the new Steven Spielberg movie, and it's not the new Steven Spielberg movie. It's a new dress park movie yeah like you gotta be huge and then two weeks into the shooting you gotta realize like oh this is what we're doing <laughs> it's gotta be crushing and yeah, i imagine yeah. that was frustrating for everybody um the movie has this bizarre it feels like they're making it up as they go along element yeah um and it's just it's so it's it has just no direction throughout any of yeah. it it's, I, I i no pacing no flow i never get a sense of what anyone wants to accomplish so let me go yeah. into my real bitch and what, as a child, as a kid, I realized that this is the moment I knew I really hated the movie. Yeah. The San Diego sequence. Yeah, that's bad. It's bad. And it's... As a kid, I liked it. I get that. Because it appeals to a dumb kid sensibility. No. And... Which is... And someone... Actually, I'm going to pull up a quote. You talk. I'm going to pull up a quote. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, There's a reviewer I'm going to make fun of. Okay. Here's the thing with that sequence. Um, it, it stems from, uh, from reading up on the making of Lost World, there were apparently three ideas of an alternate ending. I'm not going to go to all the ending, alternate I'm, endings. but I've got the quote. But it's, just, it's ready. It's just okay. not going to take. Okay. So basically, um, this was an idea that Spielberg had, and I think it's for two parts. One, he was a big fan of the, of the movies in the 50s where a dinosaur's running amok in the city. Yeah. And he figured, well, we should definitely do that one day. And realizing that he's not going to direct a third film, and I think it's very clear he didn't want to. Yeah. Um, he wanted to do the sequence himself. Mm -hmm. So he decided, oh, I guess we can make it here. It doesn't work. 
And the other element, and it's, it's so obvious, is that he knows that Jurassic Park did well in Japan. And so it's like a Godzilla bit. It's when you cut to the, the three screaming Japanese men, I know what you're aiming for. And as a child, as a 13-year-old child, I saw the moment and went, fuck you, yeah. dude. So it's the thing where I argue it doesn't fit the movie because it's such a weird left tonal change I that I feel like you should have dedicated a whole movie to that concept, not shove it in because you want to do it. Yeah. You know? And it's also really like exactly King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's like totally. we're going to bring the monster and we're going to bring the monster question mark profit. Oh mm-hmm. no, the monster's loose. What's up? Yeah. That's King Kong. Yeah. Which is, that was my podcast reference note. I wrote down what if King Kong fates, which is of course a reference to the great Cool Games Inc. and their game, what if, Tim McGraw's what if trucks fates. <laughs> that is a reference. It sounds like I'm having a stroke, but if you know the podcast, it's great comedy. <laughs> uh, I would yeah. now like to read this, uh, this quote from uh, Owen Gleiberman of Enter- Entertainment Weekly. Okay. He gave the film a B grade, and mm. he remarked, <laughs> I love this quote, because it's exactly how six-year-old me thought about this movie. Mr. T-Rex was cool in the first Spielberg flick, sure, but it wasn't until San Diego that things got crazy cool. <laughs> it's the old tree-falling-in-the-woods conundrum. Unless your giant monster is causing massive property damage, can you really call it a giant monster? <laughs> I'm sorry, Owen. That's dumb as hell. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, so it, I mean, it speaks to a certain sensibility yeah. to six-year-old me and, and Owen Gleiberman, but it, it really it does not does not hold up. No. But I will say this: during the San Diego sequence, one of the few bits of humor that does work for me. Mm-hmm. Which is the fake movie posters when the when the T-Rex <laughs> bursts into the into the yeah, video into store. the into the blockbuster video. Yeah, what well, should we run them down? Do you, yeah, do you go ahead. No, I actually don't, I, I remember them. Uh, so we've got King Lear starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's amazing. So it's, it's <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Jack and the Beanstalks, which I caught, and it's clearly it is a sequel to Jack, the Robin Williams <laughs> film by Francis Ford Coppola, because it's like it's the same font and it's clearly like and clearly a. Uh... Another, a quick homage to a hookish type movie. Yes. <laughs> what was Hook that I watched recently? Hmm? I watched something that was Hook. That was Hook? What? What did I, The Legend of Tarzan. The new Tarzan <laughs> film is Hook. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I had no idea. I don't, I don't understand how to, tra- trans- that, that, to, to translate that. The Legend of Tarzan, the new film, is, is what if Tarzan was Hook, basically. Because it's like uh-huh. him, he goes back. Because it's him, uh-huh. after having lived in England for a while. He goes back and has to be Tarzan okay. again. It's a bad movie. I would avoid it at all costs. <laughs> okay. Uh, the third fake movie is Tsunami Surprise, mm-hmm. starring Tom Hanks. Which, to my to my eye, is not a specific reference to anything, but it's not. You know, I enjoy uh, it. Unless he, just, unless he knew by Castaway many, many years later. Yeah. <laughs> many years before. He had a uh, premonition of Castaway. Bobby, hey, Bobby, hey, Bobby Zemeckis, I think you got to have a movie with Tom Hanks yeah. in a Tsunami at some point. Yeah. Why well, only three that? years later. Because Castaway 2000. Maybe that's so what happened. Close, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> um... Uh, go ahead. What else do we want to say about I, I actually do have something else I want to add. He's a trash. Um, so this is this movie is also the continuation of uh, Spielberg's uh, ever love for Janusz Kaminski, his yeah. DP. And I knew it felt off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's strange because, you know, I understand because, you know, obviously you make a movie that looks gorgeous as Schindler's List. You want to keep working with that guy. Sure. I, I can't, I can't fault him for that. Duh. Yeah. But it's become that thing where, I, and as much as I love that Spielberg does like using his people, um, yeah, 
there is something about this with being a different DP. It doesn't feel like the first movie. It doesn't. It's well shot. Like it looks good. It does but look it good. Doesn't yeah. look like Jurassic Park. Yeah, I, and that's something that stems to when I I'm gonna do a little jump way early, mm-hmm. but I want it because I just bring it up now. Mm-hmm. When we get to uh, Crystal Skulls, sure. Uh, Douglas Locum was the DP of the of the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Locum was like pushing eighty or ninety by the time they were doing that one. So of course Steve, Steven went to Janusz. Doesn't feel right. No, it certainly doesn't. And so here, you know, Lost World, he's sticking with Janusz, and you're right. It does look great, and there's some really cool shots, some cool lighting, but doesn't feel right. It no. feels like it feels off. It feels way too off. Yeah. Um, to be a movie that feels like a continuation of the first movie. I mean, come on, what kind of mobility do you need to point a camera? <laughs> bring, bring the old man back. Um, How old is John Williams? He's still doing scores. He's still doing stuff, and it's, it's fine. the same, right? It's fine. <laughs> Um, Julian Moore does fine, and I'll argue to shit on Dress World again. Yeah. Even I don't quite get her character. I like her character more than Bryce. Uh, it's a wash. I know it's better. I mean, yeah. I guess because I, 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 I mean, I, dick, I dislike Bryce. Everyone and I, here is just kind of this neutral, bland, neutral, bland taste that you can spread through a movie. Exactly. Whereas Bryce is a step backwards in female representation in film. Yeah. Um, fuck, man, I don't know. I mean, like, gonna... here's, here's the thing, too. Also, knowing that, that, that Crichton didn't really had wanted to do... It feels like no one wanted to make a Jurassic Park sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, knowing that even Crichton was like, I guess I'll write one. And Spielberg's yeah. like, yeah. And then went through, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we feel like, yeah, no one wanted to make this movie. Uh, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, this podcast is going to be the death of me because I was looking ahead at the future <laughs> films that we have to enjoy. <laughs> And of the 12, we have 12 more movies to watch, mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not going to say which, because I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. And granted, there's a few I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. But I like three. Yeah. I like three of the 12 upcoming. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a real slog through those other nine, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, Here's yeah. the thing. Like, I, I can try to tell you... I mean, I would have thought this would have been an easy episode. Because, again, as of a year ago, I kind of liked this movie. Actually, there's a part of me. But I'm so (laughs) sick of Spielberg's nonsense right now. (laughs) Here's the thing that cracks me up. As I was watching this last night, and because I told you, like I said, like, this is the movie that made me go, no. Yeah. Very early on. This is my first, I'm not enjoying it for simply being Spielberg, for simply being dinosaurs. Yeah. I was sitting here, I was sitting at home last night going, like, what if Matt liked it? This will be interesting. Yeah. You know, like it's not. I'm not saying that won't happen at yeah. some point. That you will love something that I won't. Yeah. In its podcast, but I'm sitting there, kind of fascinated, going like, "What's that going to be like when we talk about this one?" And Matt loves it, and I don't, or Matt just likes it more than me. I don't know. Yeah. So, but as I'm, you know, clearly that's not the case. We but might, we might get a taste of that outside of Spielberg. We will get a. T- no, we've had that a moment outside of Spielberg on, on a podcast. On, I mean, oh, on a podcast. We, we, you've got a pending maybe appearance on a podcast this Friday. Maybe, yeah. And uh, we might have some words. Oh, there. okay, okay, fair. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna Six. talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk after this podcast. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We're talking about Suicide Squad. Just to. Just oh yeah, well, yeah. So I don't want to like dangle it and end up nothing happening, and I yeah. not do the podcast on Friday, but Friday end of day. Um. Okay. Back to this movie. Here's the thing. I'm going to. Sh- I, well, here's the thing. In every episode of the show, I try to go figure out what's the good. Mm-hmm. And here's some stuff, right? In the long run, if I look at the filmmaking of this movie, there are a couple of things here and there that I go, oh, that's nice. Because mm-hmm. in the end, like, it's, he's, he, he's not a terrible shooter. Sure. You know? Like, he, I was watching this great video. Uh, for, uh, I gave her frames of painting on YouTube. 
What and did you say? It, it's the YouTube channel called Every Frame is a Painting. Oh. And it's a directed, it's this guy who's done these great video essays. He did this amazing one at Edgar Wright a couple years ago. He did a really good one that's about the Steven Spielberg Warner. Mm-hmm. And go watch it. I think it's great. It, it talks about how he does, Spielberg does wonders subtly, but but really well. Yeah. And not show-offy. So here's the thing. I can acknowledge, oh yeah, I know I knew a couple times when Steven Spielberg did a couple of wonders in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wasn't really into the movie, but I can imagine, I watch it going, that's kind of a cool shot. But that's the emotional yeah, investment I see, got. I had a, and I, I had, just didn't care for the rest. I didn't care in the long run. See, I had some moments like that in this movie. Mm-hmm. But they just made me angry. Because yeah. I'm like, this movie hasn't earned this. Sure, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. Deserve, This doesn't deserve to be in this movie. Yeah. So you can you can pack up your shit and go home, yeah. Steven. <laughs> because I don't want to see this. And that's the, that's the problem. It's like, I can't defend this one too much. Because I, I what what's good, I, I guess, okay. And in the cold, but as a whole, it's terrible. I'm you worried know? that every episode of this podcast is going to be like this from now mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Well, I mean, there'll be a few yeah. that, you'll, that you'll defend. Right, right, right. Well, I will say these things about certain movies that I don't want to spoil now. Right. But you know them. Yeah. That I hate. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll be able to defend them next right. time. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. And if, if the taste of the future is the BFG episode, where I was more okay with it, but I'm willing to let it go, whereas you were clearly looking like, the, like you were getting your nails pulled. I hate the With like so chopsticks much. by a person who doesn't know how to use chopsticks. That's how much. <laughs> um, that's how much you had the pain for that movie. And went well. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> Before the podcast, we were, we were talking just as ourselves, yeah, yeah, as yeah. two friends. And yeah. I mentioned that I watched four movies yesterday. Yes. And I didn't get to the fourth. Oh yeah. And I would like to talk about it in comparison to the Lost World colon Jurassic Park. Fine. Go for so it. to recap, since you were not listening to that part, <laughs> dear listener, the three movies that I watched were the Lost World Jurassic Park. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, just a fun little rewatch. Mm-hmm. The 70s Hobbit film, mm-hmm. the cartoon, it was very good. And this fourth film, uh, a little low budget, uh, maybe straight to DVD, I, I think it might have screened in a handful of theaters, uh, feature entitled Wolf Cop. Ah. Have you heard of Wolf I Cop? I have heard of Wolf Cop. Have you seen Wolf Cop? Been meaning to. <coughs> oh, I choked, swallowed some dust, dust and going down. <laughs> Excuse me. So Wolf Cop, I had never really heard of it. I had borrowed it from a friend of the show, Andrew Lindy. Uh, and I was kind of expecting it to be like, eh, you know, from the looks of it, I was like, oh, this is going to be like some shitty like Sharknado type thing. That's what it was going to be. And then I watch it, and what I didn't realize about Wolf Cop is that it's all practical effects. Mm-hmm. And it's super rad. Yeah. The effects are really, really cool. And they like go really a lot farther then you would you these movies these movies like to pretend that they're like really weird and messed up. Yeah. Wolf Cop actually is. I don't want to spoil anything, but the first wolf transformation in this movie is insane. <laughs> and uh, it's got a lot of the same problems the Lost World Colon Jurassic Park has though, and mm-hmm. that hmm. you know, everything about the story and, and the characters it's all wooden and it's it's all it's the same thing you've seen a million times before. It's it's a different variety. I think Lost World has the kind of spiel the typical Spielberg template of like shitty dad right and wonder and whatever whereas this, <laughs> i put in quotes whereas wolf cop is the sort of the b-movie template of like kind of asshole alcoholic hero mm-hmm. the female partner who's like good at her job as a twist which is like kind of insulting right right um but it's just there's a sense of fun in wolf cop because the gore is like so cool looking right and I, where I got the sense that uh, everyone was having a good time and enjoying themselves, and it's you know it's it's it, I don't know what kind of world we're living in where where, <laughs> where Wolf Cop 
is in every conceivable fashion better than the Lost World called Jurassic Park. Sure. And I, that was just a little, it was a little dichotomy that I got. A little juxtaposition I saw yesterday. Yeah. That, Did you watch them right after each other? Or very close to each other? No, I watched, well, I mean, it was the same day. But I watched Woke Up in the morning and then okay. uh, the Lost World called Jurassic Park in the afternoon. Right, right, right. I, again, this goes back to Spielberg losing interest in making this movie. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a key thing. A human thing. Let's not lie. I'm not going to sit there. How dare you? It's like, sometimes you just realize the mistake is made midway through the mistake. Yeah. You know, so I'm not forgiving the movie for that. Clearly you screwed up, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> on this one. Um, I mean, but movies get abandoned all the time. Yeah. Why couldn't they have just walked away? I, maybe not, it sounded like, if anything, he didn't realize that till midway through shoot, and he just can't <laughs> be still, like... like, I mean, movies have fallen apart midway through shoot. Can be like, he... But like I don't think the movie was like, it's like a dire. It just, you can tell that he, it was like, this is not a, uh... Sometimes you should walk away, though, I feel. No, if it's millions of dollars, you just finished your job. <laughs> no, no, I don't care. I think we um, live in a culture where, where you can get to the end of the movie and say, you know what? I, we whipped I, this one. I also, don't, don't throw it away, because, like, you know, yeah. their curiosity being what it is. People I, are going to want to see it. Like, here's the thing, like, realistically, he... He's an adult. He's got to finish the job he was paid for. Sure. So, but what I'm saying is that maybe the studio should then look at it and be like, you know what? We whiffed this one. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're not gonna th- destroy it because mm-hmm. it's art. Right. And I say that sarcastically, but I do mean that. Like mm-hmm. people are, you know, I I would still seek it out probably. Right. Curiosity. I wouldn't want it to not exist. But maybe we need to live it. We we need to strive for a society where mm-hmm. when a when you make a movie like this, you say we screwed this up. We're not gonna destroy it, but we're not gonna. We can't charge you money for this. I <laughs> just, I just think release here's, here's it for the thing. Free. It's like <laughs> say we I, we're sorry. We're it's free. Just have like, it. Here's the thing. Clearly, we don't match to everyone else's reaction to this movie because the movie isn't in the end. That's true. I mm-hmm. think the reality is that, especially at the time, the studio knew. Listen, it's a Jurassic Park sequel. Money's in the bank. We're good. Yeah. They could give a shit if it's good or not. And it did very well at the box. It did, because it's a Jurassic Park sequel. (laughs) People complain about how now there's the sequel mentality and all that shit, but Mm -hmm. like, look, this was a fact I noticed uh, on on the Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can't remember which record, it was some record. It was like highest Memorial Day weekend or highest something. Yeah. And it said, The Lost World Jurassic Park held the sequel until it was broken two years later. By Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like on both sides proving that, like, yeah. yeah, if it's a sequel to a big franchise, it's gonna sell. But mm-hmm. um, I maybe I just hate capitalism is what I'm getting at. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we should destroy capitalism hey. so that we don't have to pay for the pay to see the Lost World: Colon Jurassic Park. Um, maybe that's a roundabout way of, well, of this, not having to pay for shitty movies. Does that mean the sequel? Would they then? I just, would that make the sequel to Jurassic World: The Lost Park: Colon Jurassic World? Yes. All right, great. Now well, I've also uh, on many. I don't know if I've ever said this in the podcast, but I have advocated for um, a, a, a legal system in which um, copyrights on big, big franchises just do not exist. Mm-hmm. So like anyone can make a Jurassic Park movie, anyone can make an <laughs> Avengers movie, and I feel like you know what capitalism likes to talk big shit about the competitive market makes the best product. I want to see that in action <laughs> in movies. <sighs> Like I'll be if, open to the idea. Because, like, imagine if yeah. anyone could make a Superman movie right now. Right. Good people would step in. Right. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I get that. I mean, no, I, get that. I have no way of affecting this right. making it happen. Um, listen, I get that. <laughs> I get it. But, yeah, that's... I mean, I don't know. Well, anything fucking else you want to bring up? I'm... 
I mean, I guess what I'm learning here is that this movie just makes me angry. It makes me angry enough that I want to talk about serious reforms of the American movie making machine. <laughs> that's what that's what Jurassic World uh, Park. Hey, this time we're lost. Did to me. You know what? I, if anything, I'm relieved that I still didn't like it. <laughs> that's actually a relief. I was sitting yeah. there going like, oh, what if I? Yeah, like if I change my mind, maybe the years have made me softer on this. Twenty no. years later, I'm like, no, still don't like it. Wow. Still no, actually, now I can even articulate what's wrong with it for still me. A piece of trash. Oh my god. Um. um yeah. I don't all right. Know. I think we're good. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so 44 minutes. That's a good length for an episode. Yeah. Podcast should be shorter sometimes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because we just turned into 44 minutes. <laughs> or the fact that we did a three-hour episodes on on two other movies. Yeah. So no, no. Um, what do you want to plug? Oh, well, hey, as usual, by my agents of guard. Yeah. Uh, on the Twitters, at uh, Justin Kizan. Uh, I definitely, of course, am still doing my video a day mm-hmm. on Instagram, at Justin Quiz. Um, still, still, still pumping up. We actually, stay, stay tuned, we actually shot one uh, right, before we're, right before recording this episode. That's true. So when this, up, when this will be up today... So hopefully by the time you hear this episode tomorrow, whenever you know, we launch the episode, you'll see the video immediately on my Instagram. So yeah. that is it. Matt Benson, what Go you got? Go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. You, you know. You know yeah. So Listen. Find, find what you like. <laughs> we cater to every interest at BenViewNetwork.com. Yeah. So just hop on. Hop on I hiccuped there. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad movie drunk right now. <laughs> Hop on that website and just find find what you need. BenviewNetwork.com. We got what you need. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's at Dr. Matt Benson. And uh, join us next month. Yeah. Where we will be talking about Amistad. Amistad. Is that how you say it? No. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what I know about Amistad. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I know that it's a historical Spielberg movie and therefore... Get saddle up for enough for for more of me being sad. Uh, until then. Yeah. <laughs> See you next month. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo? Definitely talk about poo. And you, if, you, if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to RadioBrendo.com or go to our page on BenviewNetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.